Punchboard Media, where we all bring something to the table. Pull up a chair at punchboardmedia.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Gumbo Live. Here's your host, BJ from Board Game Gumbo. Hey, Board Gamers, BJ from Board Game Gumbo here. Back with another episode of Gumbo Live. It's episode number 108. Gumbo Live, the number one-est Facebook Live talk show dedicated to board gaming. Well, it's number one on Tuesday night today, 31. So let's let's get that clear. Our special guests tonight, we got Dean and John from Meebletown Podcast. Board Game Gumbo is a proud member of Punchboard Media. Hey, check out some of our other fine members like Cards or Die. Anne is passionate about the board game hobby and about bringing people together. And it shows on her blog. Check out each installment where she reviews games and talks about life in general. That's Cards or Die. Punchboard Media, where we all bring something to the table. Hey, hit us up on social media tonight, on Twitter or on Facebook, at Board Game Gumbo. And we'll be looking for your questions in the chat crew. But enough blather. Let's get right to our guests. We got Johnny Summertime and Dean. What's up? Right. What's up, EJ? <laughs> Johnny Summertime. Johnny Summer, or Johnny Crawford. Johnny Crawford. I can tell you listen to the podcast, BJ. <laughs> every episode starts with one of those. Good job. John, if the chat crew were actually watching tonight, <laughs> they would see Dean is wearing a tour shirt from Sister Hazel during the show <laughs> right now. That is actually probably right. That's <laughs> Oh, totally listen to the podcast. <laughs> Do I have my cred? Do I have my street cred? Come on, man. That's, you nailed it. I want to know if anyone out there likes Sister Hazel. Because <laughs> hey, PJ does. As he does. Him. Yeah, there's more than one fan out there, John. We we hey, have at least two. I'm not hating on them at all. <laughs> I just don't remember. I know they had the one hit song and that's all I can remember from them. So whenever you busted out their name and you're like, they're one of my favorite bands. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I was telling Dean the story in the green room before you got on that. I did not know them from that song from party of five. I knew them from Hootie and a couple other bands that they had toured with. So I picked up this album. Absolutely. I fell in love with it. And somebody said, Oh yeah, that's that party of five group. I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't even know the song. <laughs> and then of course, when I heard the song, Dean, I just never put two and two together. Now, you yeah. know the harmonies. You can tell it's the same band. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, you know what an elevator pitch is. We don't, we can talk about Sister Hazel all night. <laughs> what we yeah. should do is get let you guys give us the elevator pitch. What? Who is Meeple Town, and where is it? Where is Meeple Town? Uh, Meeple Town is slightly. Yes. Also, slightly south of Nashville, there is a little town called Meeple Town. Um, we're founders of Meeple Town, and we mostly talk about Sister Hazel music. I mean that that is what we are known for, and just a bunch of nonsense. But we are um, with an our, occasional board game thrown in there. That's what we do talk know. about some eighties movies, that sort of thing. But uh, our our big thing is that we are trying to strengthen communities through board gaming. We we think that getting people together around the table is a great way to have conversation, get to know people, and that's what we want to do is just strengthen those communities. We got it with, with some tomfoolery. Exactly. With some tomfoolery, we do have a little of that. Hey, it's a live show tonight, and so we got a couple of people checking in. Patrick Newman, the dive expert, and also a big ocean board game fan. So, excellent. Patrick, yes. out. Hey, if you got any questions for them uh, tonight, and then a fellow musician. Now, I don't know if Topher has actually played with Sister Hazel, but he may have. For all I know, hopefully, Chris 
Topher Chris Graves will let us know. But Topher's a big musician, been doing it for 40 years. So yeah. we, have, we have a lot of musicians. Are either one of you guys play music? We live in Nashville. <laughs> we have I mean, to, I mean everybody plays music in Nashville. Everyone that's right. Has, yes. So yes. <laughs> oh, never mind. I can move you around the room, but I so I, I went to I went to Nashville one time and uh, well, a couple of times, but I went to Nashville and we, we were doing some recording while we were up there. We went to this little tiny bar and it was our first time we were typical rubes. Like we're literally carrying our suitcases into the bar. This is how much of a rube we were. And everywhere we looked, there were people and the bar, we were like, Hey, is this a place where a lot of guitar guitars come? And the bartender was like, man, you're in Nashville. Everywhere you look, there's a guitar. So you can throw a stick and hit a guitarist, man. You're in Nashville. And so, well, I really like the town, though. Really cool town. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting living here and working in Nashville and how many people come here to make it that just don't make it because they're so good. There's so many great musicians yeah. that never make it that no one ever gets to hear. And it's kind of, it's cool. The very first band I was ever in, a terrible, terrible garage band. Our guitarist is still in Nashville. He owns a studio up there, still does all kind of recording. It's like he, it's, he said, if you're going to do music, you got to be in Nashville. So that is awesome. That's right. Got a couple of people checking in. Thomas uh, is checking in. Hey, Thomas, you got any questions? Thomas always has good questions, so be prepared for him. Oh, like, all right. You're making me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so Topher is, Topher is actually in a band with Jim Belushi. What? what? And he That's was telling crazy. a story. Yeah, he was telling a story that he missed one gig. One, he played like a bunch, a series of gigs with him. He missed one gig, and that was the one gig that Dan Aykroyd sat in on. What? Unreal! <laughs> wow! I missed, I missed my chance. <laughs> yep, up there in Oregon on his farm. So, what is it? Do, do either one of you have an idea? What is it about musicians and board game? Johnny Pack. Big musician. Glenn Flaherty, big musician. What is it about me? Uh, um, Jason Dinger from Captains of the Gulf, huge musician. Yeah. It's, our, it's our great intelligence, BJ. We're just so smart, so creative. We just have to, you know. Dean, Dean sings. <laughs> Dean's not going to talk about playing music too much. He does play a little guitar, but he's actually a pretty good singer. <laughs> not good enough to make it in Nashville, but, uh, but, but I sing on occasion. We might put you solo for us now. I was gonna say, <laughs> we would put you on the spot if you could just do a, a quick improv board game song, like a board game, game song. Oh wow, yeah. I don't know if I'm that creative. That is, man, that's why I didn't make it, guys. I, I couldn't just come up with 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 board game songs on the spot, and so it just it crushed my career. BJ Board Game Go. I've got my guests John and Dean from Meeple Town Podcast. A couple other checking in. Patrick says he hasn't been to Nashville, but he has been to Memphis, another great uh, cool. music town. Yeah. Down to Beale Street. Barbecue town. Yeah. Barbecue mm. town. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. <I'm in> <laughs> I, look, look at the board gamers and, and the uh, musicians. Marty from Rolling Dice and Taking Names. Another musician. That's right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when we got on the show, I actually lost control of the show. Marty and Johnny and a couple others started talking about chord progressions. And, you know, it's, I stopped taking music lessons a long time ago. It's like, guys, can I have the show back after like 10 minutes? Like, can I have the show back? <laughs> oh, my God. Do you have a favorite chord, by the way, John or Dean, either one of y'all? Oh, a favorite chord? <laughs> G, I would say. It's pretty standard, right? That's a good, that's a good answer. That, that was one of the things that they wanted to talk about. They wanted to talk about how much they loved a certain chord. So that was way, way over mine. I'm all about the melody and the lyrics, so. Yeah, BJ, BJ from Board Game Gumbo. Gumbo guests Dean and John from Meeple Town, and there's a game that you guys have played recently—a spicy game from our friend Dr. Steve Finn. Why don't you guys tell us about Cosmic Regener- Cosmic Run Regeneration? Yeah, so 
Yeah, I, I'll I'll jump in there. John and I played this together, and so we, we both got some things to say. But um, so we we recently did a video for this that John might have just released, I think. We were and yeah, okay. So I've never played the original game of this, the original Cosmic Run, but I've heard really good things. And um, uh, Doctor Stephen reached out to John for to get us to review this. Came out uh, 2018, and it's a straight up push your luck game where you are you are leaving planet earth to go find a new place to live. And so you're using your dice as like a, a way to get to those planets to live that are all ultimately going to be destroyed anyway, but you're pushing your luck to get points on those planets before they're destroyed and to get more points than the other players before they're destroyed. And that's it. It's just a dice chucking game. That is a ton of fun. I mean, it is a blast, but there's a lot of good ways to like, to, to mitigate the dice roll. So it's not just a luck fest. There's, you know, there's alien races that, that help you mitigate the, the way that the dice roll or change sides or, or different things like that. So I've really, really enjoyed this one a lot. John, the original one was kind of a short game, quick, really quick playing and a lot of push your luck. Same thing in this one with the regeneration. Yeah, this was what 30 minutes, Dean, whenever we were playing it or something. Yeah. Now, two players, 30 minutes. Yeah. Steve threw in like a little, an allies mini expansion, which I don't know. Look at all these. Hey, I like a good suspended cord, Steven, <laughs> by the way. I almost said, I, I don't know what, I don't know exactly cord, but I like a nice suspended cord. We're losing um, control of the show, Dean. But yeah, anyway, so there's a little mini expansion that makes it, that makes it pretty nice. It adds a lot to it. It kind of a little bit of an engine building thing. Cause you can get cards that give you like a crystal every time or something like that. I'm not a huge dice chucker. If you listen to our show, I'm more of a midweight Euro guy. That's my, but Steve does this really great job of making games that are super accessible, but they still scratch my brain itch. You know, that, that, I, that, I, that I, give me something to think about. He mitigates the dice rolls like Dean said, and I had, a, I had a good time playing this, you know, it's not like my favorite game or anything, but I thought it was a very solid game that Dean and I had a hoot playing, didn't we, Dean? It is a good hoot, hoot, hoot and holler game. game. Hoot and holler right. game. That's what we play in Tennessee. <laughs> so, Cosmic Run, all of the games that he has, it, it's you know he is known as Dan King calls him the king of the filler. Thirty yeah. minutes or less, fairly involved, not from a rule standpoint, from a thinking standpoint. I mean, Biblios is probably my favorite game that he's done, but I haven't played. I haven't played Regeneration yet. But man, Biblios, every time I play it, my brain is just like. I'm just thinking and thinking, and I, I, it doesn't feel like it was 30 minutes. And that sounds bad. I don't mean it. I don't mean that it doesn't. It feels overly long. I mean that I feel like I had a full meal. You know? Yeah. Even no, though it's just long games like game. that. Yep. Yeah, and this one does that. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I was super glad he let us that he sent that to us because it was, it was good. I think okay. I like Biblios a little better too, but this was, this is up there. Uh, Patrick stumped me here. Broke down by Slade Cleaves. Anybody? No, I got nothing. No. We're failing you, Patrick. Sorry. Oh, yeah. That's tough. <laughs> All right. So that is cosmic run regeneration. Uh, Dr. Finn's got a couple of, couple of new things coming out with some new games. And I like the shift where his early games maybe lacked a little bit in terms of artwork. Now he seems to be bringing in heavy hitters like Beth Sobel or other people to make these beautiful games. So you got his genius at making quick playing Thinky filler games or tapas games, as Steve calls them, little tapas, a couple of tapas things before you start your big meal. And then he's bringing in the beautiful components. Because let's face it, as you guys talked about on the podcast recently, for people like me and Dean, we got to have the pretty, man. John, That's right. we got to have the pretty, man. It's exactly right. I'm super shallow. So 
<laughs> give me some wooden pieces and a cardboard. I don't care. Dean, you got, he has to have it, have it all pretty. You've got to have the, the minis. You've got to have the tapestry minis and all of that to please him. Can't, can't you have good gameplay and good components? I mean, I want, I want both. That's all right. Speaking of both, yes. BJ Morgan Gumbo, I've got my guest here, John and Dean from Meepletown. Tang Garden is a game that I have not played in physical form. I only played it online. But even online, I could tell, man, this thing looks stunning. And John, isn't the most important thing having a stunning game on the table? (laughs) (laughs) Not necessarily, but I I agree with Dean. Like, I'm not saying that components don't matter because if you can get that really nice combination – and that, that is this game. This game actually does have some really nice thinky decisions, and it is beautiful. Um, now, you do have, like, the stand-up things on the edges, and you do have to kind of get up and, like, look around certain Tricky times. Those, yeah. um, and that's, that would be the only negative. But when you're done, you feel like, oh, my gosh, we just built this beautiful garden, and it's cool. Dean, what's, what's uh, Tang Garden about? So Tang Garden is a tile placement game and you on your turn, you're either going to take a tile and place it into the garden. So essentially you are trying to build up this beautiful garden so that people will come in and judge you and you get points for, for that. Yeah. Um, so you can either place a tile to build the garden or you can place decorations in the garden. And all of those things are just going to give you points and they're going to move you up on your, on your different tracks. Uh, that's, that's really the gist of it. The gameplay is actually super simple. But when you get into it, it becomes a pretty complex, thinky game without like adding without a lot of rules. If that makes sense, it kind of feels like Carcassonne, and uh, and then some other stuff onto that. But my favorite part of the game, when it comes from a, from a mechanic standpoint, is the is those crunchy, juicy decisions when you're staring at cards that you really want to keep because they have a cool special power. Yes. Yeah. But at yes. the end of the game, oh, I'm scoring points here. But at the end of the game, you know, you're only going to score points if you move it to the graveyard or to the tombstone or to the memorial garden whatever it is i can't think of the name yeah, of i can't remember the call yeah. you basically retired and i think john you actually talked about on the show there is a game that has that mechanic and i can't think of I what know. it is I I, I, it drove me insane and i still can't remember what it is but it's chat crew it's mechanic. a game that you get a special benefit but only as long as you hold the card and eventually you have to put it into the graveyard to score points at the end of the game and I, for the life of me I can't think of that game. And it, it didn't come out that long ago. It's only a couple within the last couple yeah. of years. So if the chat crew has some ideas, Steve's saying Elysium, but it's been so long since I played Elysium. I can't really remember. Yes. Ooh, Matthew Dunstan game where in Elysium, you've got the Greek gods, right? Greek gods. Right. And, uh-huh. and you're trying to chain up the effects on them. At some point though, you got to bring them down to your Elysium. That's a, that's a, that's a good one. There. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Hey BJ, have you played Foothills? No. Okay, that's, that's, my, that's, the Broadway that's my jam. That's my jam. But you do that in Foothills where you have action-based cards, but then you can get rid of one and it goes to the in-game scoring, but now you can't do that action anymore. Those are just fun decisions. You know what I mean? That's if my favorite part of Tang Garden. If I had a complaint about Tang Garden, I think, uh, Dean, you were kind of hinting about it, or maybe it was John, one of you, that at least from from tabletop simulator standpoint, and I don't know about it in person, it was really hard to see certain of the elements. They kind of blocked your view. And I'm yeah. always rotating and shifting and zooming in and rotating and shifting. And I forget which one it was. It was the trees or the platforms that were really, really tricky to see around. What was All it like it. playing it from a physical standpoint? <laughs> Same thing. I, I think John mentioned this. I'm pretty sure we probably both mentioned this in the podcast, in the, in the review of this. 
I don't complain about things being overproduced. I think this might be slightly overproduced because of that very thing. Seeing around the trees, seeing around the pavilions is is pretty words. difficult. Uh, I know, I know. I'm sorry. Forgive me for this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling yeah. you over to my side, Dean. Come I on. know it. I know it. But I, I mean, hey, I, I still love you. Words. He's using this foreign language. I don't know what this means. <laughs> but what overproduced? I have no idea. Hey, listen, if, if tapestry is not overproduced, then no game is overproduced. No, <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> and I like right. tapestry. But oh, yeah. Built, top five game for me. I love it. Those built of all time? <laughs> what? Of all time? Top five of, of last all time? Last year, you mean, right? Oh no! This will be a top five game of all time for me. Tap, tapestry will be tapestry, not tango. Yeah. We're getting the scoop on the show. Yeah. I didn't even know that. I thought, I, I thought we've had this discussion before. This game is amazing. Tang Garden is, but um, tapestry is incredible. I love it. Okay, so we're just to be clear, it's tapestry that's top five of all time, not Tang Garden. But we did Correct. we did thoroughly enjoy Tang Garden. Or yeah, both. we both gave it good reviews. Or both of them top five. No, 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 no. Ten Garden's not top five, but it's excellent. Ten Garden looks really good. I, I'm sorry that I missed the Kickstarter. I actually I remembered the Kickstarter, but I, you know I just didn't really take a close look at it. It's right up my jam. It's got tile laying. It's got special powers, and it looks awesome on the table. So I can't wait to try it. Nick they says crushed it too. I think like a, almost a million dollars or something. Like that almost, it was like eight hundred something pounds, thousand pounds. Yep. That's insane. Jordan says, hey, he wish he could listen live, but he, he's got to record his own podcast. <laughs> hey, Jordan. Good to see you, man. Hello. It's going to be up later on. Our buddy Chris Strain, man, we're, we're throwing some good signals out to him. Chris is the designer of Asking for Troubles. We like to love to hang out with him at conventions. Got some foot problems. Chris, hang in there, man. And yes. we need to get you back on the show, Chris. So you guys, either one of you played Asking for Troubles yet? No? I haven't. Uh-uh. I've not, no. Uh-uh. Super, super engaging Um uh, easy to teach worker placement game. You're looking for that first worker placement game to teach anybody asking for troubles. And it plays up to seven. So okay. how many worker placement games and, and it plays up to seven as well as it plays up to three. So no, I've seen this. It looks interesting. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. And if enough people start buying it and play it, Chris has more content. We could get more content, yeah. for it, <laughs> which would be, which would be beautiful. All right. So that is Tang garden, two thumbs up from, well, actually thumbs up from all three of us. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Oh, yeah, yeah. BJ from Morgan I've got my guests here, Dean and John from Meeple Town, and we're talking spicy hot games. But before we get to some spicy hot games, give us the background. I don't, I don't, I haven't found if there is an episode zero. Where did Meeple Town start? How do you guys, Steve and I have a bet, and I'm not going to tell you which way we're betting. Oh, no. We Uh-oh. have a bet as to how long you guys have actually known each other. Oh, oh, this is great. I want to hear your answers on this. Okay, well, Steve's not going to figure it out, Dean. So, Steve, Steve's guess is that, wow, they sound like brothers that have been knowing each other forever. And my guess is y'all met about a year before you started the podcast. You crushed it. You knocked it out of the park. <laughs> Probably actually, exactly a year, actually, I think. Actually, Steve, Steve was on that, on that trail, too. So, I, I can't – I got to – I got to get it. <laughs> we, we knew about each other and had, I think had a few conversations because we ran in kind of some similar circles. But you're right, Dean. Has it only been a couple – has it only been a couple years? It feels like 10 centuries. Maybe maybe, maybe closer to two, somewhere between one and two years before we started the podcast. But it wasn't yeah, like – we didn't know each other our whole lives for sure. My second bet is how you met. Is this true? That John was the backup singer for Sister Hazel, got sick, and Dean had to cover for him one night. He wishes. 
<laughs> uh, that's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. so that, that, was that the only guess? That's the only guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Nailed it. Yes. Nailed How did so, you guys how did you guys meet and decide to start a podcast? It was not board game related at all, actually. No. Uh, we don't we know each other through church and yeah. not <laughs> not through board gaming. It was only through that relationship through church that we we're like you know, we figured out that we like board games and, uh, John is actually newer, kind of newer to the hobby. I mean, he was playing games before he and I met. Um, but I had really like dove headfirst into the hobby. And, um, and I think when John and I started playing games together, it just kind of went from there that we decided to start something. I remember sitting in his office and I'm just like, Let's, dude, I really want to do a, a podcast. And we start talking about board games. You're like, let's do a board game podcast. I still remember that day. And oh, yeah. right, I've played games for years, you know, Puerto Rico and stuff like that. But it wasn't until we got talking about the podcast that I started going insane on board games. You know, I had my collection, but I didn't have 150 games or, you know, whatever, which isn't John, really that much. John, I, I got to break it to you. You're the only one. All the rest of us are normal. You know, we have like <laughs> four or five games. You're the only one with that many games. I promise. That's, yeah. That's, that's, I'm capping. I'm, my collection is capped at 150. You're out. If you, if you're not in the top 150, that's, that's a good, that's a good philosophy. Hey, Mick and Starla checking in. What's up, Mick from our family plays games. Yes. I think these two Dean and John would tell you, you need to get Starla to play tapestry. Thumbs up. Yeah, those, right? You totally do. Well, I don't want to keep Chris waiting. So BJ from Morgan Gumbo, I've got my guests here, Dean and John from Meeple town. We're talking spicy hot games that they played. I know nothing about this game. So I am all ears. I am ready to believe you. Tell me about Nevada City. Oh, all right. I'll start with this one because this was one, y'all, that I, as soon as I saw it came out, first of all, I'm a huge Rio Grande Games fan. In fact, on our last podcast, we're releasing tonight, is we did our top five Rio Grande Games of all time because I'm a huge fan. So I say they come out with this, and the box is beautiful. I'm like, you know, like the cover. Even though yeah. I'm a mechanic guy, I do get drawn in by covers. I do get drawn in by art. And so I was really, really hype on this game. Um, a couple points, a couple interesting things. So you're building a town and you're building buildings with cards. So it's a worker placement game. But as the game progresses, there you see the cards. As the game progresses, new worker placement spots are opening as people are building them. If you see the characters down there on the bottom, one of the interesting pieces of this game is those characters have um, a certain amount of action. So when it's your turn, you send your character with however many actions. There's one there with four. Some of them have one, some of them have two. And you send those out one at a time. So you do all of your actions, and it goes to your next player. And then also those, all the players have skills, which is interesting. So if you're building a building that requires two masonry, if they have a masonry skill, you only have to pay one. Ah. So that's kind of cool. And then um, also when you build the building, you don't have to pay to use it. So if it's a building that produces lumber – you can get lumber for free for the rest of the game. And if Dean wants to use it, you got to pay me. Um, so that new Bedford is one of my favorite games of all times. And it's got that mechanic. Sometimes you yeah. build a building, not necessarily because you want to use it. I want you guys to use it. That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I love that mechanic. Yeah, I do too. That was, that was, I love that too. Do you have anything you want to say about any of that, Dean? Yeah, no, that's, that's the gist of the game. Um, but <laughs> We were both kind of meh overall on this one. Yeah. Unfortunately, we both had really John, especially John, especially had really high hopes for this one. And it's, it's really long for one. So a two player game takes about 
two to two and a half hours. I saw Man versus Meeple set a three-player game. Took him about three and a half hours the first game. And so about an hour a player, roughly, or maybe even a little more. And then they have these event cards that can really hose you. They can be really... Uh, one of them, for example, is you play a poker game. But what happens is you have this pot of money. You put in a dollar, and then the the board game puts in uh, $6 or something like that. So you're playing for $8. And you John draws a card, and I draw a card. And whoever has the highest card wins that pot of money. And I'm just like that's not poker. That's war. You know, like it's, it's, it's so there's some really frustrating event cards like that. Can you mitigate um, what happens to you with the event cards? Not in that. No. Uh, some of it. No, they're not all like that. Some of them are, you, you know, everybody has to pay taxes on things or, um, you know, players might take wounds, which means you have to take off one of those little cylinders off your character. So you have one less action, but, and some of that can be mitigated too. But the ones that can't be mitigated can just be so frustrating. Like flip the table, frustrating. And I'm not that guy when I play games. But so, chat crew, what you heard was the classic turn, right? They started out. The game is beautiful. We had so many, so many cool mechanics. It was so mall. It was terrible. Like what? Yeah. It's, <laughs> hey, Stephen. Yeet. Yes. yes. That is your. That is your Meeple Town cred. Yeet. Showing his cred. <laughs> we learned what Yeet meant during a podcast episode. So, Tom, uh, are those player screens, and do they? Is there hidden information during the game? No, that is literally the market <laughs> what player you are. That giant thing serves no purpose except to say I'm the yellow player or the blue player. That's hilarious that you thought that it was a player screen though, it because it, because they are so big. That's okay. really funny. <laughs> I was so disappointed when I found out it didn't do anything except for yeah. the people who I was. So just judging by the artwork and by the pictures that I got from the publisher, I was thinking this was sort of like a Western Legends because I heard poker. I heard, you know, moving around stuff, but I don't really see a board. I, I'm not really getting a Western Legends vibe at all. It's not. You know, it, it's more of a just a kind of a worker placement game. Right, Dean? You building know, up buildings like western buildings, buildings are coming some more buildings are showing up and no like sandboxy that. thing where you're going around robbing trains and doing things like that right no you're basically building buildings and fulfilling contracts and building things on your farm to score victory points it's nothing nothing crazy um you can't see it from the picture either but the board i think i didn't measure it but i'm pretty sure it's four feet long yes um about like four, four by one yeah, <laughs> that would make Chris Strain happy because he loves those big boards. But he says event cards are a designer trap. Christian mm. says it feels like you're creating a theme, but you often end up creating player frustration. True. Sounds like what you guys experienced. Yeah. It is, but I like I like event cards in certain games like like Starfares, uh, Catan Starfares. I like the event cards in that because you can kind of prep yourself a little bit for them. In this game, you can't really prep yourself. You can somewhat for some of the event cards, but some of them are just you know total randomness. So I play a lot of a, a game called Ulm. I don't know if either one of you have played Ulm. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you like dry, dry themeless euro, dry soulless themeless euros, that's you know that's why oh, John favorite. would love it. Though. Yeah, John, Ulm. <laughs> check out Ulm. In fact, John, okay, I will. if you're on BGA, we'll play it together, man. I don't know if okay, you're yeah, no, it's 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 but what I like about Ulm. Steve doesn't like the event cards. They're called tower tiles. As you build up the cathedral, you got to deal with this event card each round. But what I like about it is they tell you what's coming up, sort of like in Tricarion, where you're yeah. dealing with the prophecies that are coming. You see them coming. So it's your fault if you know this card is coming up 
and you and you haven't taken care of yourself. It's true. If, if that's not what's present in in, uh, in Nevada City, you can kind of do that here, though, Dean. Oh. And yeah, we didn't talk about that in the podcast. There is a worker placement spot that lets you look at the cards and then rearrange them. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. Oh. Yeah, and we should have maybe used that a little bit more. I'm here's the thing. I actually, I'm usually the one that doesn't like randomness. But I don't mind the uh, the event cards as much in this game. Dean really doesn't like them. I'm I'm just whatever. So there you go. Somebody just made a good comment about the the Orleans one where you can um, where you can see right, like you see what it is, and then it happens at the end of the round. I like that too, where you, where you can prepare for it through that entire. I round. agree with that. That's yeah. a good point. That's good. All right, so Nevada City, we're not getting thumbs up on that one. You know, it's it, 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 I, BJ, I want to really like this game, and so does Dean. There were some yeah. mechanic pieces that are so fun, some really interesting decisions. Overall, to me, it just feels a little rough around the edges, and it plays too long, man. Uh, I, it's, it, I can play a two-and-a-half-hour-long game if I'm totally engaged the whole time, if I'm playing Terraforming Mars and all these things are changing and we're seeing all this. In this game, I just it just feels kind of – like you're doing a lot of the same stuff. You're getting some new buildings, but they're just making things cheaper. You're still doing the same thing over and over. And by an hour and hour, if it was an hour, hour and a half, I would say thumbs up on this game probably. But when it goes into that two, two and a half hour, it's, it's okay. Something for what really it is. Lot. Yeah. For what it is. Mm-hmm. Nevada city. If you like beautiful games that play too long, have too much randomness and you can't <laughs> mitigate the damage from the event cards. This is the game for you. <laughs> it's not That's that quite bad. the pitch. <laughs> it's not that bad. It really isn't. But I can it's see the designer sitting across from uh I don't know who runs Rio Grande, but it used to be uh oh I can't think of his name now. Uh Jay Jay Tumbleson. So he's he's looking across Jay. It plays too long. It's it's got, <laughs> it's got you can't mitigate the luck. No, I don't think that yeah. was. BJ from Morgan Gumbo. I've got my guests here, Dean and John from Meepletown, and we're talking spicy hot games and serendipity. We've both played the same game from our friend Carla Cop. It's Roar and Write. It's a Roll and Write version, a rando writer of Steve Aramini's game, Animal Kingdoms. And you guys got a chance to play it. Tell me all about it. All right. Is it my turn? Okay. <laughs> you like this game more than I do. Uh, I'm straight up up front. I'm going to say I love this game. Actually, I think this game is great. Um, So this game, you are rolling a communal set of dice, six dice that are rolled. And then everybody is going to look at those numbers and they're going to write the numbers down into their council spots. And so essentially, thematically, you are trying to um, get the votes so that you can be like the king of the animal kingdom or something like that. so you write your numbers down. You're going to do that three times and you're going to get points for lots of different things. You're going to be getting points for filling up that whole row um, in the first round or second right. round. You get points for that. You get points for uh, the numbers that you put down, matching those up to a card. And they're going to have certain certain objectives. Like if you have all different numbers, you're going to get a certain amount of points. Or if you have all the same numbers, you're going to get the same amount of points or you know, sets or whatever runs and lots of different things. There's also a section at the top of the board, which I think is called like the kingdom section of the board and you're gonna everyone's gonna Those have five the same spots or six spots right they are yeah right and so that's like you know two pairs or high to low or something All like eight that. spots on the board you know remember that right. one on the bottom yeah that's right yeah so if you just fill up those spots and those are going to give you points if you complete one of those areas and everyone has their own secret objectives and so lots of ways to score points and the thing i really like and you play through uh five rounds of that i think Correct. and then just add up your points the thing i like about this is i've got family members that really enjoy quicks 
and really enjoy Yahtzee, myself included. I really enjoy Yahtzee still and uh, and Quicks. But oh, oh, am I getting a am I getting a stank eye on that from? <laughs> <laughs> I know I can't I help it. My guest Dean and John are joining us on Gumbo Live. <laughs> I know. Y- Yahtzee is actually it's one of my, it's 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 a good roll and write game. I think now I've lost all credibility for roar and write. But my family members that oh, like Yahtzee went really silent. Oh, sorry guys, sorry. <laughs> Somebody back me up on this one. It's a good I, game. I've played Yahtzee. <laughs> it's it's definitely a game. All right. It's what it's one I'm that I grew up with. Um, okay, but quicks, you know, really simple roll and write games that I've got family members that love those games. And this is a step up from that that I think I can I can get a lot of my family to play this. And you can play as many players as you want, and it's all simultaneous play. You know, there's no downtime or anything. So I like that. I I love it. I've really enjoyed my plays of this one. John? Yeah. I'm so I'm not a huge roll and write fan, to be real. Um there's but I thought th- th- I was pleased by this game. I really was like, I, I played it and I, rem- I went, I went, you know what? That was actually pretty solid. I could definitely see, bring it out, especially what Dean said, that people like quicks and some of those games like that. There you go. Yahtzee. Nailed it. Yourself. Thank How you, Chris. Um, I like you. Killing me, Christian. <laughs> it's a, it's a lighter, it is, it's a, it, it's a lighter roll and write game, but it does, it, it provides some interesting decisions. I did enjoy the game and I would tell you if I didn't. So I uh, here's the thing. I love rolling rights. I did not like Yahtzee growing up. This is not this is not gamer snob, you know, looking back on it. I really didn't like Yahtzee growing up. Yeah. I never could put my yeah. finger on why I didn't like Yahtzee. Now I know. You know, it's it's literally just filling in boxes. There's no special powers. It's completely a luck fest. I'm I'm sure there's some strategy in it, but I didn't see the strategy at age seven for sure. So <laughs> and then you get all these new modern rolling right games, and they're awesome. They bring in all these different mechanics. And what I love about what Carla has done with this one is it's relatively simple to teach. Yeah, you know, Steve and I have some private problems with it. That's all going to be fixed, I think, in the Kickstarter. She usually cleans all that stuff up on, with the rules. But the, the game itself is relatively simple to teach. There's just three areas you got to teach. And once people figure out the three areas, the game runs smooth after that. Mm-hmm. I love the quick play that everybody's in all at the same time. And you're, you're just kind of looking at each other. Not, not a lot of player interaction which is fun in a roll and write, but not, not to me, it's not a make or break deal with a roll and write. It doesn't have yeah. to have player interaction, right? Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm totally with you on that. I think it's just like, especially because it's such a quick game, mm-hmm. you know, um, if you can, if you can get a big group of people to play a game in like 15 minutes. <laughs> Thomas hey, Thomas, when someone comes out with that, I'm with you. I'm back. It's, it. it's coming. It's going to break coming. a, break a million dollars. Some designer is watching this right now, and they're, yeah. they're taking that challenge. I'm here we thinking. go. We're going to lose the chat crew oh. again. They're going to go off on this tangent here. So, yeah, no, I, I really liked it. Kudos to Carla Kopp. I think I think she's getting better and better in her designs. Uh, and and Animal Kingdom's Roll and Write, Roar and Write. Number one, it's a great freaking name. Roar and yeah. Write is such a cool name. Yeah, you have to I say Roar and Write. I yeah. think. <laughs> Ooh, not much voice left, but yeah, I really, I really do like it. Love the art on the cards. I love all the ways that the different numbers play together. And uh, the the second or th- I played it solo a couple of times. Now I played it with Steve one time. I think it was with Steve one time, and the the numbers didn't actually meld perfectly. So I you're having to make big decisions. Wow, am I going to go for this set here, which kind of combos up with what I'm doing at the top, or I'm going to go for this big 15 point total instead and just try to bust yeah. it. So I like those little quick decisions. And overall, I think that if the more you play it, I bet you can get this game down. No matter how much what the play count is, it doesn't matter. But I bet you can get yeah. this game down to easily under 30 minutes every time you play it. 
Oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Dean, how yeah, long was we did the video? How long was our video? Do you remember? Uh, I don't. It's somewhere in the 20, 20 something minutes, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's that. I think that includes our thoughts too. So it's probably like 20 minute gameplay or something yeah. like that. That is Roar and Wright coming out from Galactic Raptor Games. Not Weird Giraffe Games coming out with Galactic <laughs> Raptor Games. That's her and Dan's uh, little company. And that should be coming out on June 30th. So we're looking forward to that. BJ from Morgan Gumbo, I've got my guests here, Dean and John from Meepletown. And I got in a game a couple of days ago and was able to get in, again, not a live play. Well, it's live, but it was on table to, uh, Tabletopia. But I got to play Rap Gods. Here's the background story. Hamu Dennis is actually from New Orleans. That's one of the brothers, Omari and Hamu are brothers. Um, and Hamu came to our Southern Board Game Fest last year. He demoed their newest game, not Rap Gods, because that was already the Kickstarter was already done. But I was super excited to get it. Finally got my copy in. Have you guys played Rap Gods or have heard about it? I heard it about was, it. I'm actually super pumped to hear you talk about it because I've been wanting to I've been wanting to play this one. It was designed, um, the theme was designed based on me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? I don't nice. think that's true. Nice. I, I don't think so. I, I, I think it's based on other things, but I'll go with that. Uh, <clears throat> Rap Gods, quick, quick hit on it. Rap Gods is, as you can see, I've got a little uh, picture of it there. Rap Gods is, is a scoring game based on building out sort of a tableau, although they kind of stack up, but s- basically collecting cards to score points. That's, that's the basic simple part of the game. But one of the cool things is the way that the actions play out. You're going to get five cards in your hand, and then you've got a big decision to make. Are you going to play that card to your tableau, what they call your album? Play, And you have three different albums as you play the three different ages of the game. And when you play that card, you're going to get stuff back. And that's what that center wheel is. It's not a rondelle. It's actually a scoring track for all of the what we could call resources in the game. But it's skills. Oh, I forgot the other two things. But um, it's the, um, represented by Mike and it's represented by by moving, moving uh, play. Streets, skills, and something else. <clears throat> and... As you're building those up, you're trying to hit those little milestones as you go around the record. All of those milestones from the cards also play into those. See those silver discs in the upper left-hand corner? They all mm-hmm. play into those. And what's neat is that every single game, except for one, they're all going to be different. So sort of like in in a, in a – what's that aqua game that I love? Anyway, <clears throat> Aquatopia. Aquasphere? Man, I'm just I'm drawing a blank here. Love that game. Anyway, you're – while you're thinking, I'm going to say Topher, Cartographers is great. It's one of my favorite rolling rights. So, all right, there it is, Cartographers. I, I liked it. You didn't uh, like it as much. Yeah, I really not as it. much. Not as much. I uh, I see people getting really distracted drawing monsters. So, <laughs> I think that's it's a it's a it's a good solid game. It's a good game. I I, I kind of like Welcome to a little better. I don't know, but uh, but getting I'll back to. to. Yeah, getting back to rap gods, you're you're trying to score points. So the decision comes in those five cards. You only got five cards that you're going to play. You're going to draw one each round to add to your hand, and then play one to the tableau. Very simple mechanic, you know, just like um, you know, just like a lot of games. Draw a card, play a card. But those cards on the right hand side of the board, all of those are way more powerful. The only way to get those is you got to dump three cards out of your hand. So am I going to play the small, cheapy little cards and slowly build up my cred, slowly build up my my street skills and try to get all these points? Or am I going to go for broke and get that big card? Because once you go for broke and build a big card, after that, you're you're almost top decking because your your hand is so small. So cool. What, what I like about it is 
for a first-time gamer's design, it's got it's very smooth. As we say, you know that elegant word that we throw around. Yeah. It's very smooth. There's no hiccups. There's no why did they do this part? But it's light. So I want to warn people: if you're looking at that board, going, "Oh wow, this is the next Captains of the Gulf." It's not going to have that much complexity to it. It's going to be a lot, you know, this is not a Vital Lacerda game. So that's not a knock on the game at all. A lot of people don't like those games. Most of the people that I play with on Friday nights, they want a game that's in that medium to medium light category. And I think both of you guys enjoy games when they're well done, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Who doesn't, right? Who doesn't like games when they're well done? Okay. Did you, did you say uh, Hamu is the one who did the art on this? No, I think they're both the designers. I, I don't remember who the artists are. I could click Maybe on I, it. Maybe I just clicked on it. Maybe I left there. Um, whoever did the art, good grief, that's a beautiful board. I, it it kind of looks busy, but, man, it just looks fantastic, I think. Yeah, it is. Hamu is listed as the artist. Oh, on, okay. On, so on I, I didn't realize that Hamu did the artist. That's right. So I will tell you this about the art. So okay. the art on the cover, amazing. The art on the, the individual player cards, amazing. The board is very busy when you get yeah. to it. And I would be okay with that because he has this big, beautiful album in the middle that you do the scoring, right? Lots of busy stuff on the outside, big, beautiful. One. But the cards themselves are also coming from the boards and onto your tableaus. So you got busy okay. cards on top of a busy board. Yeah. <clears throat> Carlos, who's uh, one of the, uh, the guy that does a lot of the graphic design for, for the uh, gumbo, he's like, man, a simple black border or some kind of standout border or even taken out a little bit on the cords would have made the rest of the artwork pop. This is not a big crit- – we're, we're really talking picky and complaints because yeah, that board yeah. is really cool to look at. Yeah, it really is. I, I want to check this one out. That sounds great. It's getting a lot of love on the uh, on the uh, the social medias, and I think I know why. It's got great art. It's got a different theme, you know? <clears throat> yeah. You know, oh, yeah. But, the two things we don't have enough in board gaming is we don't have enough games like this about, you know, street life and also trading in the Mediterranean. We need more games. Where you tra- <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, DJ. Wow. You, just, you, get, you get gaming. I mean, it's <laughs> uncanny. <laughs> the more they have, the better. All right. So that's Rap Gods from Board Game Brothers. It's, it's out. It's available. You can pick it up. And guess what? They've got kind of a follow-up coming up pretty soon, or they're working on right now, all about basketball. I think it's called Basketball Gods or Hoop Gods, something That's like cool. that. It's oh, been yeah. playtesting very, very well. So I'm excited. I'm disappointed that they're not going to be at our Southern Board Game Fest this year because, you know, the corona uh, postponed our festival. But um, hopefully we can get it back next year. And that is Rap Gods. Very cool. All right. I've got John and Dean on the show. John and Dean, this is a board game show. <laughs> you know what that means, right? It means we talk about things that aren't related to board games, right? Just like our podcast. We've got to play a board game on a board All game right. show, right? Yes. All right. I've got a surprise for you. I've got my buddy Alex Goldsmith from the Dukes of Dice. He's oh, on the Dukes of Dice. Hey, Alex. Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> we, we were actually talking about the Dukes. The, uh, Dean, I don't know about John, but Dean's actually listening to the podcast, Alex. Oh, cool. Yeah. We remember on the Dudgy. Oh, yes. cool. Awesome. <clears throat> so Sweet. our are we by ourselves tonight? Alex? Oh no no no! Oh, okay. so let me let me provide let me provide a little context here. Uh, we're coming into this one with two strikes, gentlemen. Uh, one, uh, so so for context, BJ asked us to participate in this game. I suggested that playing the classic game Heartthrob would be a ton of fun. Uh, I don't know if either either you or uh, John or Dean if you've played this game. Uh, Heartthrob is amazing, fantastic. Every day, 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, that being said, Abby loves that game. So I asked Abby uh, a few weeks ago, hey, would you like to play Heartthrob on BJ show? And she's like, absolutely. I didn't tell her the time we'd be playing. Uh, and Abby is not so much of a, a late night owl. She's many wonderful things, uh, but she, she does not enjoy staying up late. So 9.15 at this point, we're definitely pushing it. Uh, so that's, that's strike one. Uh, strike two came about when, and she doesn't know this part yet, uh, but I looked at the actual game that DJ has set up for us in advance uh, about, about 30 minutes ago. And I was like, oh, this could be very interesting. Uh, for reasons we'll, we'll discuss as we get into the game itself when it's described, BJ. Because this is not, Abby, this is not Heartthrob, but a twist on Heartthrob. <laughs> this is Duet to Fay. Duet to Fay. Duet to Fay. There's Abby. Hey, what's up, Abby? Hey. hey. Hello. I wore my nicest pajamas for the event. This is, this, this is perfect. It's going out to millions of watchers. So yeah. I'm just, oh, just feel comfortable about that. So we are going to play a brand new game that we call Duet to Fay. But tonight, it's a special edition for Dean and for John, who recently had an 80s movie night or a movie challenge, we're going to call this one the A2 Fades. A2 Fades? Yeah, A2 Fades game night. Nailed it. That's great. This, this is how it's going to work. We're going to play three rounds. And in each round, it's similar to board game The Heartthrob, because I don't want to run into any copyright problems. Board game The Heartthrob. <laughs> we're just Heartthrob. There's no bug there. <laughs> we're we're going to supply four 1980s board games. We're going to tell you what those games are, and then you decide what game you would like to play and what game you think everyone else would like to play, right? Just like board game The Heartthrob. <clears throat> but you do this secretly, okay? <laughs> you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to do this secretly, okay? <laughs> we'll talk about baseball highlights another time, Topher. But that is a that is a great game. So, uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> do you guys have access to the host chat? Uh, yes. Okay. Dean, John, host chat. Got it. Yeah. All right. I'm good. There. So, without cheating, so you cannot look at the public chat. You're going to look at the host chat whenever okay. we're typing in the things. All right. And then don't look at everybody else's. We're just going to do this. So. <clears throat> We'll secretly choose one of the four games you're going to do. And then we're going to total up the votes. We're going to reveal them and see. You get one point if you can guess what the other four players, what game they would have played. Round two, we're going to throw a little kink into it. And then round three, we'll throw another kink into it. And we'll keep track of all those points as we go along. Any questions about how to play? I just, I just want to throw out there. Uh-oh. That we frequently don't watch older movies because any movie made before Abby was born, she generally tends to not be a fan of. Comedy, so a piece of this. Comedy gold. <laughs> Comedy gold. <Yeah. laughs> Even better. Uh, and I want to be clear: I did not know this until about thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we we now know that Alice Goldsmith does not check his emails. That's fine. We're, we're good with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Round one. Are you guys ready? Round one. Everybody set. Ready. Yeah. My problem, Steve, is that I, I, I forgot that Dean and John were going to be on different cameras. So all of my pictures, I cannot throw up there. I'm going to have to actually look at them. <clears throat> all right. Hold on. Just take me one second to get to it. So you won't see the lovely pictures that I spent gazillions of hours downloading off the Internet. But oh, no, that's key. We need the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it'll. No, it will not let me show it. Okay. You can block John. That's okay. Can you block his face? Put the pictures on there? That- <laughs> I could put somebody to audio. Oh, I could put myself to audio only, maybe. 
Uh, yeah, let's just go with it. All right. So first game to remember, right? This Ready? is called heart problem. You just immediately just threw me under the bus, Dean. <laughs> We're the worst. It's the love for the movies and games, right? Not love for the other opponents. Is that how this game works? Yes. You're trying to figure out, you are going to try to figure out what John, me, Abby, and Alex yeah. would play on the game night out of these four choices. They're all 1980s games. Number one, Fireball Island. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm going to be pulling up image searches because we don't have images handy for Abby. So stand by. <laughs> Merchant of Venus. I wonder if oh I can boy. go audio only. Oh, look at this. Can you still hear me? Oh, uh, yeah. Can uh-huh. you all still hear me? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, look at this. Okay. <clears throat> Got it. All right. That's Are we ready? <laughs> Fireball Island. Okay. Merchant of Venus. Look at that cover, Abby. That's just made for you right there. Yikes. What's your what's your initial gut on this on this cover? <laughs> Not Pictionary, but I'm familiar with Pictionary. Merchant of Venus looks like like a really bad romance novel. <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> Sci-fi novel from the uh, '60s. All right, Pictionary. You should know that one. And the last one, Scotland Yard. Ooh. Scotland Yard. All right, so. Type them all in. Let's see. Let's see. <clears throat> oh, no. I'm changing mine. I'm changing mine already. Are Steve. we typing in the one that we want to play first? Yes. Yeah, do yours first and then type in all the other four guesses. Okay. Oh, dang. I'm oh, whoops. You can't hit enter. My bad. <laughs> what I can't hit. Oh, did I hit? Enter? Yeah, no, I did. That's yeah. I did too. What did okay. I do? Oh, don't do don't do that. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, My bad. Although it really doesn't matter. We're okay with that. Uh, hey, it doesn't. I I yeah. I would have. Uh, I know what John... Any good heartthrob player knows you have to have pen and paper. Uh, that's that's the way that's to go. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, we're rookies. All right, I've got mine locked in. <clears throat> Are we ready? Yes. Everybody's got locked in. Let's start with you, Dean. Uh, we're going to try to guess what yours was. John, what did you say for Dean? I'm Fireball Island. There's no doubt. He loves that game. He's played it since he was a kid. I, I also said Fireball Island. Alex, Abby? I said the, that Venus game. <laughs> and I went with Fireball Island as well. <clears throat> all right, Dean, let us know. That is right. Yes. Fireball Island for you all. Nailed all right. it. <clears throat> By the way, the chat crew is going to be competing against us. They're going to try to outscore us during the game. So we'll see if they can do it. They'll see if they can do it. All right. So uh, second up, uh, John, what do you have for yours? No, we're going to uh, – let's see. You're going to uh, guess. Let's start with Dean. Yeah, Dean, go ahead. What you got for John? I'm guessing for John. I am going to say Scotland Yard is what I had written down. I went Merchant of Venus. Looking – you know, I think he's going to – some kind of Euro mechanics. What about you, Alex and Abby? Uh, I said Fireball Island mainly because I, I don't know John. I, I hope to get to know John through this process. <laughs> like, you know, know John. So I just kind of guessed by default Fireball Island for both and just happened to be right on one of them. So, you uh, didn't binge listen to Meeple Town all weekend? I did not. Sorry. As <laughs> you know, I don't prepare for things. Slacker. That's right. <laughs> Abby? I also guessed Fireball Island. John, what we got? I'm going Merchant of Venus. Bingo! <laughs> Bingo! Listen, I actually have never, I've never played this. Have any of you played this before or no? Yes. What do you, what do you think about it, Alex? It's good. Pick, great pickup and deliver game. 
Uh, I, I've heard some good things about it, so I, that's why. That's the only reason why. Yeah, really, really good. I have not played it yet either. I'd, I'd like the to try. Art, the box art is pretty dope too, so I'm yeah. down with that. <laughs> All right, Alex, you're up. So let's start with uh, Dean. What do you think for Alex? So Alex, <clears throat> I put uh, actually put Fireball Island. John, I did the same. I had Scotland Yard, but changed it at the last second to Fireball Island. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I know you, Alex. Uh, everyone put Fireball Island. I played it. I played the new restoration version. It's all right. It's yeah. fun. But I, don't, I just don't like it that much. Uh, Merchant of Venus was my pick because it's my favorite yeah. of the five games. Oh, wow. Well. After hearing you talk about it, I would have changed it, but I didn't want to do it. I was wanted to be honest. <clears throat> I but thought again, you this is I, I don't know you, you don't know me. So you know that's we're gonna we're gonna go with what we're gonna do. So I, I would have thought you would have gone for deduction game. That's why I went with Scotland Yard. All right, so <laughs> that was my backup pick. <laughs> okay. So we're trying to guess Abby's now. Dean, what you got for Abby? All right. I once again put Fireball Island because I'm going to I'm going to get it at one point. <laughs> You're like picking C for all the questions <laughs> yes. on the SAT. I got it, yes. John. I'm going. I'm going Merchant of Venus because the amazing box art. She saw. Her, she's like, I've got to play that game now. I went with Pictionary only because she said that was the only one she recognized. So, oh, familiar. Context clues. Alex, the pressure is on. How well do you know Abby? I, I hopefully well, and I went with Pictionary. I picked Pictionary. Yes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did we cover everybody? No, we got mine. You yours? Yeah. All right, Alex, you're up. What What did you pick for me? If I were thinking a little harder, I probably would have gone with Fireball Island because that just seems to be the default answer. But I actually guessed Scotland Yard was the one I locked in on. Okay, Abby. Also Scotland Yard. <laughs> Dean. <laughs> also Scotland Yard. Nailed it. John? Scotland Yard. Scotland Yard. <laughs> Gotta be right. I, I actually typed in Scotland Yard and changed it to Fireball Island. (laughs) You knew it, Alex. I should have kept Scotland Yard. Fireball Island. Because the more I think about it, I've never played Scotland Yard, and and I love deduction games, and I've always wanted to play it. Oh, Scotland Yard is amazing. It is. I messed up. I played it recently, within the last week or two. Yeah. I absolutely messed up. I should have put Scotland Yard. But I'm glad. None of you guys got points. So that works out. Okay. (laughs) Let's go to round two. Abby, just like in the real game, we're going to throw a twist. So you saw those games, right? Now we're going to go to games. Oh, that's the four games. I I forgot to throw that up there. Now we're going to say you're going to have some background music while you're playing the game. (laughs) All right? And I can't think of a better song to play with Fireball Island than Madonna's Borderline, which, by the way, has been an earworm for three days since I did these stupid things. I can't get Borderline out of my head. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. So that's number one. So remember, you're not picking Fireball Island if you pick it for the other people. You're saying they want to play Fireball Island with Borderline in the background. Or, or, Or actually, Madonna music in the background. Merchant of Venus, you're going to play with Prince in the background. All right? Pictionary, you're gonna have public oh. enemy in the back in the background. Uh. And Scotland Yard, everybody's favorite, Bon Jovi. Because if you're thinking about a deduction game, you're gonna try to figure out what the hell were they wearing in this picture. So <laughs> all right, start start putting it up. What are you thinking? I've got wow. the four here. You got A, B, C, or D. There's your choices. See, at the bet, man, Alex. As much time as you and I have spent together, I don't know your musical taste. That's terrible. 
That is terrible. All the taste of music, none of these things. What did I send you? I sent you uh, a medieval cover of um, uh, uh, Pumped Up Kicks. A medieval cover of Pumped Up Kicks. I sent that to her while she was at work. Like I said. Uh, John, what's the closest to Sister Hazel? Let me think. What is that? <laughs> it's got to be Public Enemy, I think, right? Right. Wow, this is actually tough. This is tough for me to even decide for myself. This is yeah, tough. I, I was thinking the same thing. So are good? we focusing on the music or are we saying it's the combo? It's the combo. Combo. It's okay. the combo. Okay. I got one left to do. One left to do. One left to do. And I want to go with one for John because I think he's going to do it. But I, you know what? I'm going to do it. <clears throat> All right. Here we go. So where are we here? Uh, let's start with uh, let's start with John. Let's try to guess John's here. Let's see how the uh, <laughs> we got some good uh, comments from the chat crew. <clears throat> All right. So John. Uh, Dean, what did you think John picked this round? Uh, let's go back here. I think John picked Prince based on his style of singing during our podcast. Mm, interesting. Is that, right? Is that right? And you want to play Merchants of Venus, so that's a good combo. Um, so I chose Pictionary, thinking uh, thinking that combo was just too much to resist. <laughs> Abby? I also chose Pictionary. I'm I'm liking that too. I'm going Pictionary because your eyes lit up when we when we put Chuck D on there. So here's I'm the thinking, thing. Here's the thing. I'm going Merchant of Venus. With, <sighs> I like like I'm down with Prince, but here's the thing. I would if I don't like Pictionary at all. I hate Pictionary. So that's why. But it would be Public Enemy if it wasn't for that. So y'all were pretty spot on. Abby Abby was curious what you have against drawing. Oh, I'm terrible at it. I'm so bad at drawing. It's oh, no. no, my kids want to play tattoo stories. Have you ever played that? I hate that game, and they want to play it all the time. I, oh, <laughs> the designer's gonna be on the show in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I won't. I won't my kids that. go bananas for that game, man. They love it, and I'm well, just Eric, like, why no. does John hate your game so much, Eric? Why does he hate your game so much? <clears throat> All right. Speaking of uh, speaking of drawing, let's go to Alex. Let's everybody try to figure out Alex's Dean. What you got? All right. So for Alex, I picked the uh, uh, Scotland Yard Bon Jovi. That's what I went with. Okay, John. I went with C. I went with Prince and Merchant of Venus. I went with C also, but now I'm regretting it. That Bond, he loves to sing all these crazy songs. It might have been Bon Jovi. Abby, how well do you know Alex Goldsmith? Uh, not very. I think this <laughs> game. <laughs> what did you pick? Oh man. What did she pick? Uh, she picked she picked Merchant of Venus. Okay. Me. All right, I'm- give it give it to us, Alex. No, so I so in my car I have two main music stations. I have I have a '90s station, and I have an '80s hair metal station on Sirius XM. And so my answer will be Scotland Yard and Bon Jovi. Dang it! Dang it! Nailed it! I am man killing it this round. In high school, I was in an '80s hair metal band, and we mm-hmm. used to throw glitter on stage. Mm-hmm. It was pretty awesome. We oh. played we played Europe. Ooh. For an eighth grade prom one time. I forgot the name of that song by Europe. Um, it's the final countdown. countdown. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's the one. All right. So we did Alex. Abby, your turn. Let's try to guess. John, what do you think Abby picked? 
I think she picked D. I think she's going to stick with Pictionary and go with Public Enemy. D? I also picked D. I'm going Pictionary also, but I'm curious to hear what Alex says. Uh, no, I don't yeah, know. yeah. But I, I think Fireball Island Madonna combo could be could be pretty powerful here. I thought about that. Yeah. Oh, everyone was wrong. Whoa! Oh, wow. She went with Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Oh. I, I, I shouldn't have done that. I considered that one as well. Oh. Wow. All um, right. I think I'm the last one. Any guesses for what no, mine Dean, is? Dean, I think. Dean. Oh, no, Dean. Yeah, Dean. Sorry. Uh, John, what you got for Dean? He's easy to forget about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going with A, man. I think that you like some Madonna, Dean. I think you can get down on some Madonna and you really like Fireball Island. But also, no, you, you can jam around in some hair metal, but I'm going to go with A anyways. I'm going to assume – I'm going to assume that Dean has seen Purple Rain 50 times, and he's going with C, Merchant of Venus and, and Prince. Alex? So uh, I, I'm kind of putting John and Dean in the same as like a, as like a Gene or a Don. <laughs> I'm just kind of combining them. <laughs> so uh, it's Pictionary because uh, I thought John would pick Pictionary, so obviously Dean's going to pick Pictionary too. <laughs> um, I went with the Fireball. Left. Fireball. All right, Dean, let us know. Fireball. You all whiffed. Wow. You all whiffed. It what? was Scot- Scotland Yard with Bon Jovi. Yeah, that was the only one that was After I, when I was talking, I knew I picked the wrong one. That's what I was thinking, but oh well. I honestly like this could have been any of them for me, though. I really like all all of those music choices. Mm-mm. Dang it. Abby thinks you you missed an opportunity with uh, Fireball Island and Pitbull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good one. Yep. Fireball. That's that's Chris Kirkman's thing. Yeah, I know, but like you could have like let the theme die for like a good fun. We are all in, all the way. We're going in for the shtick. All right, last round. Here's your chance to make up some points. Uh, Oh, we didn't do mine yet. Oh, sorry. Uh, Any guesses, John? I'm going B for you. Okay, Dean. I also went B. Alex. B. Abby? Uh, I went with the Madonna that you had stuck in your head for three days. That would have That's been a good choice. <clears throat> I am a huge Prince fan. It's C oh, for me. Uh, yeah. yeah. We used to play Purple yeah. Rain. I know. It's, I'm, 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 I've seen that movie 50. I was describing me, <laughs> Dean. I've seen that movie 50 times. So I've yeah, actually never best. seen you before. Oh, dang it. I was but I need to. I was projecting then. All right. Let's go to round three. And here it is. We're going to play a game. We're going to play it with background music, and it's going to be the perfect foursome of 80s heroes. All right? Oh, yeah. So in the first one, you could be – you could have <laughs> David from uh, The Lost Boys, your uh, Winona Ryder's character. I can't remember her name. And, of course, Spicoli. Against Winona. What did she ever do to you? I'm just forgetting her name, though. Is Liza? What is her name? In in what in Edward Scissorhands? No, this is uh, this is in Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Oh, Beetlejuice. Yeah, I can't remember her name in that. I love that movie, Beetlejuice. Oh, oh yeah, Lydia Dietz. Lydia Dietz. Thank you, Steve. Uh, yeah. Lydia Dietz. All right, so that's what we got there. Um, is it all the, the characters one? from Beetlejuice? Yeah, no, you got that's your perfect foursome. You got you. You got David from Lost Boys, Lydia, and Spicoli. That's your foursome, okay? Next up, right? (laughs) You're playing Merchant of Venus. 
You've got <laughs> Prince in the uh, background, and you've got Alex. No, not Alex. Uh, what was his name in Back to the Future? Michael J. Fox. Oh, yeah. Marty McFly. Marty McFly. Okay. Uh, you've got, I uh, can't remember her name, and I can barely see the picture. Uh, from, from Pretty in Pink. Yeah, Pretty in Pink. Oh, right. Yeah. Molly Ringwald. Yeah. Molly Ringwald. And who is the third one there? What is that? Oh, of course. It's Meg, Meg Ryan from When uh, Harry Met Sally. Who doesn't want to play a board game? <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. So that's, that's choice number two. Number three is Scotland Yard with Bon Jovi. And this is the action heroes. Oh, so, yeah. This is damn Oh, boy. Really unusual loners in the first one. And then the second one, we had, you know, the people next door. And now we got the action heroes. We got Scotland Yard, John Bon Jovi, Indiana Jones. You got um, uh, Ridley. Oh, what, what's her name? Ridley? Yeah, from, from Alien. Yeah, Alien. Yeah. Uh, character's uh, name. Ridley Scott. Yeah, that was the director. But what was her name in the uh, – Oh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, and of course, John McClane from Die Hard. Ripley. Ripley, not, not Ripley. yeah. Ripley. All right. So that's uh, choice number three. You got your action heroes. And number four, you got to have the funny people at your, at your table, right? You got oh, Pictionary, so Public D, you got Public Enemy, you have Eddie Murphy from um, uh, Beverly Hills Cop, you have, of course, Bill from uh, Ghostbusters, and Adrian Cronauer, which is Robin Williams from. Good morning, Vietnam. So you got three funny men. Are you so are, with the actors or are you with the characters? You're with the actual characters. The characters. Yes. Okay. Ke- Kelly has Sigourney Weaver. You're not playing with Sigourney. You're playing with Ripley. All right? So you're playing right. with Ripley. So let's go over those again. <clears throat> A, Fireball Island, and you've got all those loners. B, Merchant of Venus, and you've got your uh, people next door. C, you've got uh, the action hero. No, C is the comedy gold, and D is your action heroes. The other way around. D, D is uh, D is comedy. C is action. Looks like. Uh oh, did I mess up my picture there? Oh yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, I see. I get it now. Yeah, yeah. The order is just different. Okay, I got. I'm on board. I screwed up the order, huh? Yeah, I sure did. Okay, we'll just go with these as the letters. All right. <clears throat> yep. All right. So let's figure it out. This is for all the points. Uh, right now, it looks like BJ's got three. Abby's got zero. Alex has two. John's got one, and Dean's got two. So it's anybody's game in this one. Anybody's game. We know each other so well. I see that. I see that. Is this the way that Heartthrob actually goes? Is this, is this the, somehow heart- easier, way easier to guess? So much easier to hang, guess. Hang on. Hideous men from the 80s with awful personality traits, and you just have to pick which personality traits you're most willing to put up with. It's great. Ah, uh, excellent. Judging people purely off of like very little information. Everyone's good at that game. This, uh, no, this is <laughs> <not good. laughs> this is nonsense. <laughs> That's what it's supposed to be. This is <laughs> oh man, John, I'm struggling on yours, man. Yeah. I'm going with. I'm the struggling hint. on mine. I'm going with the hint you gave me with your eyes. Could that work? Could that possibly Go work? Go for it. Stare deeply yeah. into my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I know what I'm going for. I think Dean. I have no clue, man. I'm gonna just pick a letter. Let's see. I don't. I'm not sure with Dean either. He, you know, whenever he says stuff like Yahtzee, he just throws this randomness. I know. Make sure you're like, what? 
What? Wait, no, no, no. I think that is the public opinion is that Yahtzee is a great game. All right. You did get one, you did <laughs> get one backup vote. You did get one backup vote for that. All right, here we go. Actually, he said he owns the game. He didn't say he liked it. So, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. The name father is flattered that Abby expected more than nonsense from this show. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> and you're right. I didn't include any train games. It's just nonsense. The game is nonsense. I know. I, I, I wish you were more like – I wish you were more, you know, well designed and elegant like Heartthrob the board game. Unfortunately, <laughs> just there you go. That's right. it, Frankie. You might, have, uh, you might have Derek in the mix. <laughs> He's quite go. the heartthrob. You might have Paul. See if you can find Trevor. <laughs> Paul was on every '80s sitcom that I ever watched. Oh, yes, Trevor. Got a guy and a dog. Okay, but this is this is is in every game I've ever played at this. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah! Look at that! Look at those locks. <laughs> That's heartthrob. Wow. I feel like you're going to pull out a picture of Mario Lopez in there. Is that does he exist in that game? He does not. Okay. <laughs> Are you secretly saying that you love Mario Lopez, Dean? If he was saying? one of the picks, maybe. If any. And of by the, the way, really quick, Yahtzee is rated five point four on BGG. So wow, that high. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, here we go. Last round. Here's your chance. Uh, Don Lyles. Don's got it. Vinkman, Cromauer, and Chuck T would be an interesting uh, pair at your table. All right, so let's go. Abby, let's try to guess Abby's. Uh, start with Dean. All right, for Abby, I put B. And you went with B because... I can't remember now. <laughs> I can't see the picture very well, so I don't remember who's even in that picture. It's uh, like Michael, Michael J. Fox and Pretty in Pink and Meg Ryan. Yeah, I, maybe I thought that Abby made a comment about Meg Ryan. Did I make that up? Somebody made a comment about, about Meg Ryan. The perfect rolling vomit. Very nice. Mm. I don't think there's dice in there, though, are there? No dice. All right, John, what you got for this one? I did. I went B too. I don't know. I, it was the Meg Ryan. Thing. Did she say something or not? But I just remember somebody said something about Meg Ryan. Between her and Meg Ryan. And if it's I not, if it doesn't exist, we're going to make okay. it exist. In this I didn't hear it, and I went with uh, Merchant of Venus. So Meg Ryan, it is. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> It's so funny how we're guessing so all the same and we're all wrong every time. <laughs> Alex, it's so, all on you. How well do you know her? Born on this. Um, it was not ever going to be the action heroes. I knew that right off the bat. It's not going to happen. Too intense. Not happening. Um, there was a chance it was A, but there's a, also a chance it was B. And and as I say that, it's going to be C. But I ended up <laughs> with everyone. You are all correct. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we we know her so well. All right, very nice. All right, let's try to guess uh, Alex's. Starting with you, Dean. What you got for Alex? All right, for Alex, I have. I also have B for Alex. B. B is in Bon Jovi. Except, bon? <laughs> except not Bon Jovi, but the letter no. B. Okay, yeah. B for Prince. <laughs> That's not confusing at all. <laughs> Steve, hopefully you got that. All right, John, what you got for Alex? I'm going D for Alex. I'm thinking he likes the '80s music, and he's he can stand up to some of these these tough guys right here. I think, and gal, 
I threw a curveball, Alex. I, you know, I hang around with Alex at conventions, and he is a very funny guy. So I thought you'd enjoyed having funny people there at the table with you. So I went with, and you know what else? He likes he likes party games. I don't know about Pictionary, but you like party games. So I went with uh, C, Pictionary and the funny guys. Abby, how well do you know Alex? I said funny people. I should have guessed that. Should have guessed that. Uh, so I would say with the action heroes, if it's the actors, it might be a perfectly lovely game. Yeah. People? I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> that crew. That's a really intense game. I don't know. Out there. Uh, Ringa Dietz is going to be way over this. So A is probably not going to be super great either. Uh, I don't know half the characters in B anyway. Uh, so I, just from being able to play with harry met sally oh i've seen that one yeah i have seen that one it's been a while sure. all right uh, but no i i it, it kind of doesn't matter what the game would be but any game with that group of people uh and especially a party game is going to be an unforgettable experience especially with enemy in the background i mean that is beautiful pictionary is my pick so can you, can you imagine playing pictionary with with eddie murphy and robin williams oh my god man it'd be amazing unbelievable I just think of a hey, think of a take that game with those action heroes in it or the loners in it. I mean, you, they may flip the table on you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So who do we have left? That's Alex and Abby. John, let's try to guess John. Okay. Dean, what you got? All right, John. I picked. Uh, I picked D based on probably what BJ was saying. Maybe your facial expressions with the action heroes there. I think you you got pretty excited about that. I went the same way. I went with D. Scotland Yard. He he got excited when he saw Bruce Willis and Sigourney Weaver. So let's see what happens. Alex? Uh, I also went Scotland Yard. I think the action hero pull, he seems like an action guy and guy. <laughs> Abby, how well do you know John? About as well as everyone else. There you go. The exact same thing. Wow. The group think. All right, John, what you got? Prove us right. It's A. It's B. Back to the Future is my favorite movie of all time. If I can play with Marty McFly, vibes in the universe. I like Molly Ringwald because I'm just, I'm just, I'm into that kind of old school '80s stuff. And Meg Ryan, yeah, I could take it or or leave. But Alex, I should have known this because John is in the incorrect opinion that Back to the Future is the greatest trilogy ever made, all time. What what do you wait? Hang on, I'm actually on, on not not fully off board on this. We have been dating like a month, and he made me spend like a every weekend for like three <laughs> weeks watching all the Back to the Future. He movies. made you, or he allowed <laughs> you the <laughs> glorious <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> it's a dead heat between Indiana Jones and Star Wars. Clearly, clearly, dead heat. I love Indiana Jones and Star Wars too. I do clearly. love those. Uh, movies. It's a dead heat. Theme? But Back to the Future is Ooh, not a tough one. All right, so uh, you're forgetting about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think <laughs> is that the, <laughs> no, that is that is not a real answer. All right, so we've done. I would agree with Back to the Future. We've done Alex, Abby, and John. Let's do Dean's. John, what do you got for Dean? This Last was chance really, to score some points. Yeah, I know, and I know I'm not doing very well. And this was a really, really tough pick for me. You know, I'm um, I. I went ahead and I want to kind of flip now, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go C for Dean with the funny man. Men. C for the funny man. I also went C and for that exact reason, comedy. I would think Dean would appreciate some good comedy. Alex? As goes John, so goes Dean. 
And so my guess was yet again aligned, Scotland Yard. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I said the superhero one. Superhero one. Yep. Indiana Scotland Yard. Whatever one that was. Dean, what you got? Uh, uh, it was no question for me. See, um, yes. No. If, if you know, so my wife would have would have had no problem with this one because she knows that I am a super shallow person when it comes to TV and movie watching. I just want to be entertained, and like you said, BJ, playing Pictionary with Robin Williams and and Eddie Murphy would be amazing. That would be incredible. All right, so here's the last one. Here's the last one. Can you guys guess mine? What is mine? Starting out with Dean. I went with uh, I went with A on this one. Not sure why i picked a i'm regretting it but i put a i'm going with <laughs> john john would you go uh I, you know i went c i went c c okay interesting yeah i, thought, yeah, I don't know i don't yeah i don't know you abby i don't know uh i said the one with bruce willis mm. oh i love me I some bruce willis love bruce willis alex bj you are you are a kid at heart in many ways um, and I think the kid at heart and you would find the action hero potential far too cool. So I went with Scotland Yard again. Yep. Mm. I don't like my choice. I actually picked Merchant of Venus. And the more I think about it, I would have picked C or D. I don't know which one, though. I don't know which one. How did you end up with your bronze medal pick in all of this? <laughs> I don't know. Because I'm always the Cylon in these games. I don't know why. I, I, I talked myself out of it. I don't know why I picked it. You know what? Uh, I, I was a big uh, Michael J. Fox movie fan back then. I watched all of his movies. So maybe that's what I was yeah. thinking. But no, I don't know why I picked B. It would have been C or D. It would have absolutely been C or D. So I messed you guys up on that. That was terrible. No one scored any points on the last round. Is that right? Ooh. No, I got. Alex's no, right. I, yeah, I got. Everyone a, got mine right, so everyone got yeah. a point. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm sorry, I wasn't sure what uh, what Steve said. All right, so the big winner tonight ain't me. Wait, is this right? Oh yeah, so I got six points all total. Uh, Alex, John, and Dean each tied with three. <laughs> and yeah. Abby, Abby, you, you scored fire. one point. Abby, you did score a point. One time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me get, see if I can get myself back up there. And that is Board Game the Heartthrob, or as we like to call it, Doe to Fades. What did you think? Something we should Great game. Yeah. Loved it. Oh, yeah, that was fun. That was awesome. All right, well, Alex and Abby. I, I, 90s would have been better for us. We could do that uh, if you guys come on the show. We'll actually do that with that on there. Would you do it? 90s. 90s? I love 90s music, man. I'm a Gin Blossoms fan. I'd be, oh. be happy to Dean, do the 90s. Dean 90s music is better than 80s movies, yeah, for sure. Dean, Dean M- music, sorry. 80s are better, 90s music's better. And yeah. I think I agree with that. I will agree with that. 80s, 80s movies, 90s music. Yeah. Unless you have Space Jam in the mix. And then if you have Space Jam in the mix, all bets are <laughs> up. Space Jam trumps all things in general. So, <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> yes, I, I am. I am supposed to be the kind host. I didn't even know I was winning. I thought I was actually in last place, but apparently, apparently, Steve says I won, so I'll take that. Hey, Alex and Abby, I do want to thank you guys for playing. I'm going to send you back down to the green room so I can close out the show. Thanks for Bye. coming on. Bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> and that is the uh, game that we like to play. We like to play a different game every week. That's our games presented by Game Toppers LLC. Make your game nights a showstopper when you play on a game topper. All right, guys, that's it for another episode of Gumbo Live. I want to thank my guests, Dean and John from Meeple Town, for coming in. This was a blast, man. I love your podcast. Yeah. But if people want to know, how do they get in touch with you? How do they find you guys? 
That's my that's John, my that's John's there. line. Yeah, that's yeah, story. that's my line. Uh, MeepleTownGames.com. You can find all of our stuff there. But we're on just search MeepleTown on iTunes, Google Play, all that kind of stuff, or YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, and just look up MeepleTown. You can find us there. Make sure to like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash boardgamegumbo. It helps us get the word out about all of our upcoming guests and shows, including next week. We're supposed to have Jeremy Howard, Jumbalaya Plays Games. It's the trial of the century. Who is the rightful owner of the actual game that we play on the show? Do we own it, Jumbalaya Game, or does Jeremy Howard own it? We're going to find out next week if he can make it. May have some scheduling problems. If not, it'll be me and Verla and uh, Steve bringing some toughs. I'm BJ from Boardgame Gumbo. And until next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Gumbo Live is produced by BJ Rosa and the name father Steve O'Rourke, with editing by Sean Jones. You can find more Board Game Gumbo content by checking out our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter feed at Board Game Gumbo, or visit the Board Game Gumbo blog at BoardGameGumbo.com. Hey, this is Patrick. And this is Eric from Patrick, Patrick and, and Eric, Eric in the Morning. Join us every now and again for about a half an hour as we freeform chat about whatever's on our minds and how it all relates back to our favorite hobby, board gaming. Patrick and Eric in the Morning can be found on the What Did You Play This Week podcast feed and on the Punchboard Media site. Happy listening.